0: In the to Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to my 9-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one as we sit in a basement on the south side of Chicago and cover everything in the area that matters most to you. Yeah, so uh, I lost something along the lines of like 10 pounds in the last three weeks and then Fat Tuesday came around and I think I had like three punchkies from Wolf's Bakery. And, uh, you know, it's
1: just a name. You don't have to take it literally. Right. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to eat like, like Oprah today.
0: I, know okay? that's what I did. I eat like Oprah. Just,
1: this is the day that you eat like Oprah. I'm not even sure if she's big anymore, but she, she had that fluctuation. Is the only thing I'm sorry, listeners and Oprah, because I know she's one of your listeners. I, yeah, I well. had, yeah. I'm sure Oprah listens to Southside Pond, you know? And then I was, but the problem is, is like, what you do is
0: you're like, all right, it's a cheat day. So I'm going to go buy these things. Yeah, it's a cheap month right. for you now, though. So now <laughs> after I go do that, it's like Erica's like, well, I want to get a burger. And I'm like, well. You start I haven't justifying. Had, I, haven't had, I haven't had Culver's in a while. I mean, right. it's Fat Tuesday. So I get myself cheese curds and a double-baked sure. cheeseburger. Right. And now I'm sitting down there drinking Kentucky bourbon style, which is probably like 500 calories a glass. So I'll, it's, I'll, it's I'll gain 10 out. pounds a day. Get a, a little day. inflation. It's
1: fine. <laughs> Working on See, the justifying. That's right. all you do
0: is justifying. Justifying. <laughs> Last year, right before the Southside Irish Parade, that's when everything locked down. It was like, everything's going to happen. They were talking about, don't worry, the parade's still going on. And then, boom, the hammer dropped maybe about three, four days before the Southside Irish Parade. And that's when the COVID lockdowns began. And we missed out on it. So now a year has passed. Or not exactly a year, but it's coming up now. So for the definitive answer on whether or not there is going to be a parade... And if there's not going to be a parade, what are we going to do instead? We have co-chair Timothy McSweeney joining me on the phone. Tim, how are you? Chris, great. Nice, nice to talk to you. So is there a parade, first of all, for people that haven't heard yet, is there a Southside Irish Parade in 2021?
2: No, there's not. Uh, no no permit from the city, no parade. That's, that's the short answer.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that I kind of notice is it seems like, I mean, there's no way of knowing whether or not you guys would have done it or not done it. If there would have been a permit, I like to believe you would have tried it because I feel like now a year later, knowing enough about it, it being outdoors, the fact that people are smarter and kind of know how to take care of themselves and put on a mask as opposed to like a year ago when everybody was just like, I don't believe in this. This probably isn't even a real disease. Like I, I would think it probably could have been pulled off, but it's out of your control, right? Because there's no permit. So you can't do anything about it. Right, right, right. There, it's like you said. It's it, it's out of our control.
2: So we we pivoted. We went to Plan B. We think it's a good plan, and um, so that's that's where we're at as of um, as as of today.
0: So. So what is the plan? What what are we gonna do? To kind of mark the occasion, I mean, man, two two years in a row without a parade. I mean, even when it seemed like it was shut down, there were kids walking through the neighborhood. That's how that parade actually started, right? That was, a, that was a neighborhood family parade that turned into one of the biggest events in the city, biggest events in the country at one point, and then kind of had to be reimagined. And this has got to be weird for you guys not to be having the parade, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the parade brings, uh, you know, excitement, anticipation. Uh, You know, it's like Christmas and your birthday on the same day, you know, for at least in my my house, as I think a lot of other folks, too. So, um, you know, we we don't want to let the year go by, even though there's not a parade this year. You know, we we, we still have to celebrate, right? You know, we're South Siders. So so we came up with this uh, idea uh, to to help the businesses, the local businesses along Western Avenue and 111th Street um, uh, a little bit because they're hurting, you know, the, the, you know, granted the parade is is one day out of the year, but in this part of town, we know that the parade is a season, you know, it lasts for weeks, you know, and especially with the businesses too. People are, you know, uh, you know, heading to the, the pubs on Western, they're, they're, they're buying things at the Southside import store, at the grocery store. So, what we came up with is called uh, Shamrock Our Blocks, and it's a it's a uh, decorate your front your front lawn your front porch the front of your house uh, your front yard uh, in the spirit in the spirit of the Southside Irish Parade and, and St
0: Patrick's Day. Is this a contest? Like, can I win money doing this? Yes, you can. And money is green, and green is good, so. That's right.
2: Right. It's a contest, and all the money that we raise, we're going to give. To the winners of the contest, there's gonna be five winners, and, and they're all in the form of gift certificates to our local businesses that have supported the parade for all these years.
0: Yeah, I was looking through it. It looks like it's about a thousand dollars in cash, and then there's also a thousand dollars in local business cards for the grand prize, then a thousand dollars in gift cards for second place, third through fifth, five hundred per winner in local business gift cards. So there's a lot that you can go out and earn. And I'm gonna tell you something. I like the fact that you're not only buying the cards, but I understand that the businesses along with every homeowner, you know, can actually participate in this thing because it's fun to decorate your house for the businesses. I know just knowing guys up and down, you know, the street who own breweries, you know, John Brand over at Open Outcry or Bill Guidy over at Cork and Carry, any number of them along Western Avenue. They tell me a big part of my yearly business is that one day. It's such a big deal on parade day. It hurt them last year. It'll hurt them again this year, but it's a big deal that you guys are doing something to, to not only let them participate, but also that if the winners are going to be walking into their places and spending money, and that's another way that you can kind of help them out. I think it's a great idea.
2: Exactly. And, and I, you know what, and what you just said, I mean, you're capturing the essence of, of what we're trying to do, you know, keep, keep, keep the excitement going uh, you know, uh, put, put a little money into the pockets back into the businesses who support the parade. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be the, the parade will be back next year, but that doesn't mean we can't have, you know, uh, a whole lot of fun this year doing it. Uh, you know, folks, folks dress up their houses for Halloween. Uh, they went big, they went bigger for Christmas time. So let's carry it over to the parade and, and St. Patrick's day. And, you know, and like you say, just just go that go that little little bit more and you know, maybe win some win some cash.
0: <laughs> now I know that the parade runs up Western Avenue, so that's basically it's your Beverly, your Morgan Park, Evergreen Park kinda gets up right close to it is there a border for those that want to participate or is this something like anybody on the South side can decorate their house and send you a picture? Like what, what are the parameters here for those that want to join and how do they get in on this and become part of the contest?
2: You can live on the North side. You can live in the, in the Southwest suburbs. Um, you know, just uh, uh, you know, decorate your house, uh, register online, org, take a picture and send it in. And, uh, and then you're entered into the contest. So, really, literally anybody anywhere can enter the contest.
0: Cool. So you don't need to be right along the parade route. You don't have to be in a neighborhood right around the parade route. Anybody, anybody listening to this right now just has to go to SouthsideIrishParade.org, get the details, get yourself registered, put your pictures up, decorate away, and go out there. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you have the list in front of you. But there are some great spots up and down Western Avenue there where that parade takes place. There's some great spots in the community around there. I, I am sure you have a, a really a great collection of local businesses that are participating. So when people win these gift cards, they're going to enjoy using them, right?
2: Oh, uh, absolutely. There's the, the, the buzz is already alive. There's already uh, uh, close to about 100 uh, people who've already registered to enter the contest. Yeah the, the 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 excitement is there is there for sure.
0: It's a shame the parade isn't happening but it's really cool that people are going to be able to do something fun around parade time and not only can they win something for it but they're really helping out uh, those that are up and down that parade route and I feel that it's a slam dunk this thing is coming back next year. I feel like if you had had an extra six months you'd definitely be having it and so let's let's do that this year. Uh, let's enjoy it. let's get the parade back in 2022 and and I can't wait for this to all be over and have a pint. So, you know legally i know that you guys are a little nervous about that now it's not like the old days when i could walk down the street with a keg on my back but legally out at the, <laughs> out at the parade crowds remember to go out to southsideirishparade.org on your internet device and uh tim i i really appreciate you jumping on good luck to you guys this year good
3: talking you bye-bye bye bye-bye When your day is long And your night Your night is yours alone When you're sure you had enough Love this life Hang on Don't let yourself go Cause everybody cries, they cry, they cry, they cry. And everybody hurts. Sometimes. Uh, Sometimes. Sports
0: are rolling back in all over the South Side. One of the big things is football. Uh, An entire football season lost and now seemingly regained, at least at the high school level. But what about the younger kids Sonny Hall's on the phone line with us right now he is with the Chicago Crusaders football team they play out of Brother Rice this is a a new league if I'm not mistaken right Sonny the River Valley League yes Chris
4: Uh, the River Valley League has been around but we are new members of the River Valley League so you're the newest member of the River Valley
0: League yes this league first of all gives an opportunity for the kids to go out and play football especially those of them that that missed out? Cause I, I know that a lot of the younger kids, there has been no plan for them to go back out and play again. I would imagine if you're going to play on your team, you live in the area around brother rice. So that's like Chicago, but evergreen park, Oak lawn, that type of thing. Or can anybody come and join your team?
4: Anybody can join, but all of our kids are from within a two, three mile radius here of brother rice. We're going fifth grade to eighth grade. So that's 10 years old to 14 years old
0: two different levels or are the fifth graders uh, squaring up against an eighth grader.
4: So the fifth graders are called lightweights with the river Valley league. And it's an age and weight based uh, breakdown where um, we do have two fifth graders that are heavier kids and, and they actually are playing junior varsity. But most of the kids are fifth graders. The JV is sixth graders. And that's the same idea with the weight and age and that, but we don't have any um, sixth graders that are big enough to play varsity. And then our varsity is seventh and eighth grade.
0: How did this? First of all, I, I you know not only just the lead, but let's just talk about your team. How does the team get formed? And was it was it really because of the interest in getting the kids back on the field during the pandemic? I mean, is that basically like somebody was like, "Man, we got to find a place for these guys to play." And the idea was let's let's do uh, Crusaders football.
4: Yes, I, I'm I'm talking to all the parents in the neighborhood with different parishes that I interact with at, at um at other sports, and everybody really, really missed football. I originally had had an idea of making an all-star team through our parent organization, Chicago Sports Club, next year and, and having the, a JV and varsity all-star team and, they, and all the, the, the best kids from each team play each other at the end of the year after the championship game. And so I, was, I already have a 501 c set up. Chicago Sports Club does a boxing show every year. And so I started putting out, hey, what if we started a league here? You know, just for the, for the spring – and see where it goes, and everybody seemed to be on board with it, so that's how everything started rolling.
0: You guys are kicking off practice on Monday. Is it indoors? Because right now the snow uh, a little deep outside of my door. Yeah, it's uh,
4: it's definitely indoors, and uh, we have a few indoor facilities, which it is almost impossible to find an indoor spot right now because of all the high school sports that are going, but we managed to get in at uh, Roma and Frankfurt. They have some indoor turf. Midlothian Park District has a indoor turf field. We're going to use that, and we're going to be in uh, the Oaklawn Pavilion gym a couple days a week doing plays and 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 non contact stuff in the gym. So, between three or four or five spots, we got somewhere to be four or five days a week inside.
0: How important is it that I, I would think at least for the the seventh and eighth grade kids because they're getting to that age where they're starting to figure out like. You know, are they good at this? Do they want to play it in high school? Are they going to have a chance to play football in high school? Like, how important was it to find a way for especially kids that age to get a chance to go out and play a season, even if from what I understand, this is a like a six week season with playoffs. There's a championship game in week seven. And and so it's not like a super long season, but it gives them an opportunity to to go out there and actually play ball.
4: Well, I think the one thing a lot of people are actually starting to see now, but over Looked at the beginning of this pandemic was the socialization of kids. And, and, you know, humans are want to be around each other and interact with people. You know, that's what that's what human beings do. And keeping these kids locked in their houses and, and, uh, you know, on the video games is not good for their development. And I think, and football also being an aggressive sport is very good for it creates leaders. uh, Football and wrestling, I feel like, are two sports that create the people in society that are going to type A personalities that run things and, and become good leaders so um, I think it's very important that these kids, kids get out of here on the football field this season.
0: Where do you end up finding the coaches at? I mean was it like uh, you had an awful lot of coaches that didn't get to do it for their grammar schools and they were like yeah I'll totally do this or how, how did you put your staff together?
4: That, that's basically it so when, with the Southside Catholic League the, the coaches all talk to each other and you know for the games and for scrimmages and, and we've kept in touch and a, a few of us some guys played on the team at in Highland Indiana for Indiana Pop Warner this year. My sons played for the junior Celtics of in and we were also in the Pop Warner Indiana league in the, in the fall. And through that, we, we started talking about, well, you know, we're driving all this way to play. Why can't we do something in the neighborhood? So all these coaches are from the, the Catholic league.
0: Is there any chance still? Are there any openings? Is there a way for a kid to go and try out? Like, uh, are you guys already locked in for the year? How, how's it working right now?
4: So with our team be, being uh we started, I started this team from scratch. So we have limited resources. We've actually got some very good sponsors started and we started doing some fundraising, but we only had spots for so many kids. And we've actually had to turn kids down because we, we only can take so many kids right now. We have 83 kids wow. on three different levels in this program. And we could have probably got over a hundred if, if we would have, kept taking kids, but we just um we didn't have the resources to do it.
0: This isn't a one year thing for you though. This is something where you you want to grow this so that you next year you come back with something even bigger. Would it always be played this time of year or is it only this time of year right now because of COVID?
4: Well, it's sort of up in the air right now and with with the current with COVID and and, and everything, it's hard to make any plans. So I think the best thing you can do is just keep your foot on the pedal and keep going forward and kind of adapt as things happen. So we'll just see, I would predict that the majority of my kids, I do have uh, some, I do have public school kids on my team also, but I predict predict that uh, the majority of my kids go back to their individual Catholic teams in the fall. And, but we're still going to be around at some level. And then in the spring, I definitely want to do a spring season again, a short season for the spring. Um, What that will look like. I don't know. We're going to start with this. How this season goes, and and go from there.
0: That's very cool. Well, you know, we want to follow you guys on Southside Pod, keep track of everything that's going on. If somebody wants to kind of look into the league or learn more about it, uh, is there a website? Is there is there some way that they can kind of to find out more about what you guys are up to? Is there is there a spot where the games are going to be played if people want to check them out?
4: So yes, yeah, so our home games will be at Brother Rice. The River Valley League is consists of the the Frankfurt Square Wildcats. Frankfort Falcons, Homer Stallions, Homewood Flossmore Kings, New Lenox Knights, New Lenox Warriors, Orland Park Pioneers, Kenley Park Bulldogs, and Tri-City Wolverines. So all the games will be in the near sub- suburbs. Ours will be at Brother Rice. And it will be available. We have a uh, Facebook page, Chicago Crusaders Football, or Chicago Sports Club's Facebook page, page. and also River Valley Football, River Valley Youth Football has a website that you can go on and and see the schedules.
0: First of all, congratulations and and kudos to you for coming up with some way for the kids to actually go out and do something. I I continuously have been put in front of classrooms here locally. Every time I'm in there and I look at these kids sitting inside of their homes learning on a computer screen, I always tell them, like, this thing was meaner to you guys than anybody else. Like, you guys have had the hardest run on this thing because you're kids and you don't have any control. You know, and and you're waiting on the adults to step up and come up with something to help you out because you've been forgotten in this entire mess. I think in an awful lot of ways, and so kudos to you for finding something that uh, that remembers the kids and gives them an opportunity to get outside and be kids again. And uh, I think it's very, very commendable. The uh, Chicago Crusaders are going to be playing over at Brother Rice. And then, of course, check out the Facebook page, Chicago Crusaders Football. Uh, That is another way for you to keep track of what's going on. And we here on Southside Pod are going to keep track of the league as well this year. Uh, We're we're looking forward to what happens with it. And
4: I I hope you guys have a very successful season. Thank you, Chris. And thanks, thanks for your time. I couldn't agree with you more we're gonna get these kids out here playing football in a safe fashion and we're gonna have some fun this season. It's gonna be a good time. Imagine, one
0: day, out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you gonna call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm gonna give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle locally or at a long distance at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash, they buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549, 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with dreamers towing and recovery. I will tell you this, though. I told the kids they got to go out there and thank the neighbor when they see him next. Guy comes out there with a the snowblower. Nice. I, I don't have a it snowblower. A little, a little I have power. That. Right, and he went out there and hit the most of the driveway. And
1: so, like, he I really saved like the their And I don't know if it's just a south side thing or what, but I feel like the neighbors, like, if you have a snowblower, like, it's, like, automatically. Just go down your sidewalk, go to your neighbors, you know, go as far down as you, as you think you can or you want. You know, do your neighbor's walk, whatever you can, especially when you get, like, 12 inches like we got, you know, the other day. It's just ridiculous. So, you know, help each other out. And I think it's pretty cool. Sometimes, you know, I'll be sitting there and I think, oh, who's doing mine? I see someone zipping down my sidewalk. It's just, you know, kind of give and take. It's a pretty cool uh, attitude, I think, in a lot of these neighborhoods. I'm in Mount Greenwood, so You'd be out there at two in the morning, and you see other people. You know, you're giving that whole like nod. Mont Greenwood is you know, probably wave. a guy with a bobcat just riding along. Absolutely, that's exactly like what it's they Mount Greenwood streets. for crying out loud! Yeah, they, they do got our bobcats, streets. they got plows. Yeah, I mean, right. guys coming out spotless. It's not
0: like Elsa, where they have a blowtorch and they right. just take out like the entire driveway <laughs> with fire. But I mean, I mean, they still got some heavy well, equipment. And be Mount playing Greenwood with fire, whether it was snowing or not, and also
3: So, but I mean, it's kind of like accident
1: when they burn the snow. It's kind of like that,
0: right? I mean, like. Like I I, 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 you're right about that because first of all, there was a point where I had like a used snowblower and I was like, you know, and, and I had it for a couple of years. Somebody gave it to me, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll take this thing. And I had to fix like the handle on the thing, and it worked. Sure. And I fill up with gas, and I would do up and down the block. Like if I was the first guy out, right. up and down the block, make sure the elderly neighbors can get out of the driveway, right? Hit the porches, like I mean, yeah, I just do if you stuff. got older neighbors and exactly. stuff like that, exactly. And so now the guys in the block do the snow. That's so much. That's so different compared to other places like North side, they throw their their dirty broken furniture in the middle of the street and they call dibs, <laughs> right? Isn't that like well, the I mean, thing? That's a Southside thing too. Is it, <laughs> Is it really? Like I've never, I have never seen
1: dibs. Really, yeah, you no. seen dibs oh, before? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Oh yeah, they put anything and everything out. I'm completely against dibs, and I'll that's fight anybody who does That's only you have to situation. shovel your own spot out. Like we said, there, there's neighbors that do the whole street now, so we're good. You know, so I don't really see dibs around I here. I think I've always been in a neighborhood Fuck. where people just took care of each other. You know, like be, the idea
0: yeah. of I'm just gonna get my car and I'm gonna leave these two giant mounds on either side <laughs> right, of my car, yeah. That's exactly and I'm gonna take three, four, five minutes just parallel parking into like my like two own... cones, a folding right.
1: chair, and a Virgin Mary in there.
0: <laughs> and a <Virgin> yeah, because <laughs> people might move the cones, but nobody's don't, touching. Don't touch the Virgin Mary. <laughs> nobody's touching the Virgin Mary. Probably the best dibs thing that you could put out there. Yeah, like if you're if you're like, maybe that. like an urn, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like Grandpa's guarding my spot. <laughs>
0: Right now, somebody's sitting there going, man, forget lawn chairs. we got to go out and buy a couple of herbs. (laughs) Just throw the ash in there from the fire pit in the summer and save it for winter for dibs. These guys are geniuses. (laughs) Casey Nunes is uh, on the line from Big Brothers Big Sisters. And i got to tell everybody right now, and I'm going to tell you this, Casey. Back in the radio days... I worked with you guys I was actually a mentor at one point I used to have like you know events for the kids I think they locked me in a cage at one point or something like that and people had to raise money to get me out of the cage and I was in the cage for a long time I found out that I didn't have as many friends as I thought I had to, to raise money for big brothers big sisters and now you're trying to get more people involved especially uh Southside south suburbs how are you
5: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you
0: weren't locked in a cage for too long. <laughs> I was either like, oh, spend, spend a day in jail. And I was like, well, how long is a day? And they're like, oh, you'll be out in an hour. And I sat there like all day. I had people running to get me food. I'm like, how long am I going to be in this cage for? Like nobody no. cares about freeing me. Other people getting freed. I was just sitting in a cage, but it was all for the kids. I actually, and that's the other thing. I did a thing. I did a 36 hour radio marathon in Champaign, Illinois to raise money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. I just remember wow. that as well. So yeah, I've been involved with you guys in a long time, but it's been at least a decade since I've heard about what's going on. So tell me in case anything's changed and everybody else out there listening, uh, what Big Brothers Big Sisters is all about.
5: Yeah, so we've been a long, around for a long time. I won't age you or date you, but we've been around for over a hundred years and 50 in Chicago alone, a little bit over. So what we do is provide quality mentoring services to youth. And in Chicago, it's not only Chicago, it's Cook County, DuPage County, Lake County, and even Northwest Indiana. So, part of what we do is, um, you know, we speak with kids about what they like and help enroll them in the program, and then we'll match them with a compatible mentor. So, say a kid is really into STEM, uh, we really want to match them with someone that might be in that field of work. Uh, so, we want to make it a really long-lasting relationship. So, all of our we call them Bigs and Littles. Um, Bigs are, uh, you know, we have two different kinds of programs people can choose from. It's really dependent on what people like to do. It really doesn't make a difference in terms of impact. So the community-based program is when our bigs would be responsible for picking them up from home and taking them on outings. That's twice a month for one year. And in our site-based program, they meet in a group setting with other students. So, um, you know, the good part of that one is you get to interact with other people, and it's on a structured time schedule. And in community-based, you really can make your own uh, schedule. You decide whenever is best for you to be making that um, those outings happen. And right now, I mean, everything's virtual. We're slowly moving into in-person, dependent on local and municipality laws. But um, it's been really great to see some of these kids be able to come out of their shell and talk to someone during this, you know, we're all isolated. It's a communal tra- trauma. We're all trying to survive. And it's just really nice to be able to be there for those.
0: Kids. The the little that I had, I, I remember in one place, it was more like, you know, I'd hang out, kind of do something, you know, chit chat with them. And I felt like there were times when they asked about what I did, but a lot of times it was because they just kind of wanted to, to talk to somebody. They don't have the kind of support that they normally have in the home. How much of it is mentoring for their future because they're interested in your actual career, but also how much should people be prepared that somebody's like, hey, you know, I had this problem in school because they don't have anybody else that they talk to?
5: Yeah, that's a great point. So the way I like to talk about this is just human, right? So a lot of these kids live in multigenerational households. There's a lot of people in the house, not necessarily everyone. But they don't even have someone in a lot of, I won't say everyone generalize it, but a lot of kids just don't have someone at the end of the day to ask how their day was. You know, a couple of our bigs will text or chat with their littles and say, hey, are you doing your homework? Um, I have one big in particular that does that every week. But, you know, they're also just there to have fun. You know, part of it is to learn about career, but we focus on educational achievement. We focus on avoidance of risky, risky behaviors and cultural competencies.
0: I'm trying to think back at what I was hesitant about because I know I was approached because they, I first did an event for big brothers, big sisters. And then I got asked, will you do this? And I'm trying to think about what made me hesitant about it because I found it to be very rewarding when I got in there, but I know I was nervous about it. And I want to think that one of the things that I was very nervous about was, am I going to get a kid? that's like that I can't handle. Like, you know, am I going to get like a kid? Cause I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm good enough to handle a kid that may have a lot of problems. And and I remember, I want to say that it was like, well, you know, what kind of personality do you think you have too? Like you guys go through a lot to try to match the right kid with the right person. Like you're not going to get overwhelmed as a big brother or a big sister because you don't want to overwhelm somebody, right? You want to give them somebody that you know that will match with them very well. You talk with the big brother, big sister before they get their little, correct?
5: We do. Yeah, we actually do a lot of stuff uh, leading up to that. So we do an interview with that kid to determine what their interests are. And do an interview with the mentor. Um, I want to like touch on what you said is, does this kid have you know, problems? What am I walking into? Our kids, we like to refer to them not at risk, but at promise. Because at risk has this notation that it is the, the blame is on that child for being surrounded by some risky behaviors around them. That doesn't mean that they are that individual. That is not who they are. They are at promise and have potential. We are not a crisis intervention program. We are a preventative program.
0: So, give me your elevator pitch before I get you out of here. Like, sum this thing up. Like, tell tell somebody right now that's listening to this who's like, I don't know, I don't know if I could do this, but you, but you and I both know they can. Tell oh, tell yeah. them why they should do this, and and give give them that give them that pitch there real quick, so that maybe they sit there and they take down the information when we give it to them, and they decide they want to help out.
5: Yeah. So, Big Brothers Big Sisters it's a mentoring program for kids seven through high school. Our volunteers are over the age of 21, and we want to match them with someone that has similar interests, so we have a long-lasting relationship. I've met people in the field who have been together for 40 years. That's a lot of time to have a relationship. You know, it's a one-year commitment, but people keep coming and coming and coming because it doesn't only impact that child. It makes a big impact on that mentor. And they are just there to say, how was your day? You know, participate and engage and be a person of um, a confidant for them. Um, You're not a teacher, you're not a social worker, you're just someone that thinks that a kid around you could benefit from having that. In the simplest terms, kids out there just need some help.
0: You know, everybody sits around on social media, Casey, and they go, man, kids today and the world's crazy. And think about it. You could have a little bit of influence. You know, you could have a positive influence instead of sitting around and complaining on your Facebook and your Twitter, like actually have a positive influence on on the world. And I, that was one of the things that convinced me when I got into it years ago. And one of the reasons that the moment you reached out and asked about it, I was like, oh, you're coming on Southside Pod like immediately because I want to make sure people know about it. How do they contact you or big brothers, big sisters and find out more and decide whether or not they want to be involved?
5: Sure. Uh, you can reach me at N-U-N-E-S at B-B-B-S-C-H-G-O or go to our website at B-B-B-S-C-H-G-O dot org. Um, you can call me. I'm at 779-800-9136. Feel free to call or text. I'm available whenever anyone might need to uh, you know, become a mentor because it really is great. And these kids are so brave and resilient that we can learn something.
0: And the greatest thing about a podcast is you can pause it right now, go back and copy out all that information. Can't, can't do that on the radio. You can do it on a podcast, which is awesome. <laughs> Casey, I appreciate you jumping on. Good luck to you guys. And anytime you need anything from Southside Pod,
3: we're here. Thanks so much, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. The Noody's Basement, Broadcast Basement, The Noody's Basement, The Broad Basement. Lancha!
1: That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs>